What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Comcast Solo Podcast with just me, your best fucking friend, your favorite on the podcast, Ryan. This week's beer of the week, that's my first one I'm doing, I'm so excited, uh, is Professional Lover by my personal favorite, The Tap Brewery. Also, my favorite beer. Uh, that they make. Uh, this is a Imperial White Stout slash fruit, 9% alcohol, IBUs 22. Uh, the story behind this from the uh, brewer at the tap says, while ch- uh, checking an email and printing something on the computer in the office uh, in the Bloomington location, I came across a post-it note with the words professional lover uh, on this note. Uh, the words professional lover was something that triggered in my head and he couldn't explain it, but he decided to make a beer and name it that and release it on Valentine's Day. Uh, he knew right away that this was something special. It, uh, it has a chocolate and raspberry taste to it. Um, it is a favorite among staff and guests. And like I said before, it is my personal favorite. I love this to fucking death. I can't wait to go there and try it. That is the beer of the week, everybody. Now let's get into this solo podcast with motherfucking me. Yo, yo. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to this episode of the Comcast, episode 114, I believe. Solo podcast. Hasn't, haven't had a solo podcast in a while. Uh, just an explanation. Cody had actually something going on. He actually had to go into work. Um, so that sucks on a Sunday. It's the Lord's fucking day. Should have made an excuse, but hey, whatever. Um, but so it's me. I don't even know when the last time I did a solo podcast. I think the first one I did was suck fucking balls. Um, and then the second one got a little bit better. So this one, I hope, is a lot better. And I'm going to get as close to a fucking hour as I can. Uh, we're going to try. It's just, it's difficult because Cody usually talks the most. And I kind of am like commentary slash reaction slash the funnier one, I guess. Um so we're gonna get into this episode everybody and i hope you are doing fucking fantastic it is valentine's day when i'm recording this it is sunday happy valentine's day to fucking everyone out there who listens to the show in the world whatever it doesn't matter i hope you're having an awesome valentine's day if you're fucking lonely hey me too uh you know masturbate and eat ice cream and watch like I don't know, The Bachelor or something. Something that fucking entertains you. I've been um, uh, watching YouTube recently. It's called uh, That Chapter. It's about a, a murder mystery type of, you know, true crime kind of shit. And I was watching it last night and I'm working nice right now. So everything I fucking do is basically in the dark. So... I was watching that and I started getting fucking anxiety watching it because like murderers and all that shit, that shit doesn't fucking scare me. Um, watching it, listening to it, that, that stuff doesn't really scare me, but it, when it, it gets into like the, like creepiness in the woods, like these creatures, blah, 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 strange noises, all this shit. And 
I was watching that and I started getting fucking anxiety and having a panic attack. So I had to fucking turn it off. And I said, what, what did I start watching? I think I watched a movie. I watched a movie and then right after that, I came back to it and started watching it again and like turned all the lights on in the house and all this shit and started watching it again and like did just like watch some of the murders that this guy covered. I, I don't know his name, but it's called That Chapter. It's on YouTube. It's, it's fucking excellent. Um, I really like the guy. He's, uh, English, British, whatever you want to call it. Sorry if I fucked it up. You're at, you're where you're from, buddy, but, um, it, it is excellent. I, uh, I was even washing clothes and in my house is, uh, I, all my stuff is down in the basement, washer, dryer, all that shit. Um, and it's pitch, you know, it's like, I think it was like nine or 10 o'clock last night. Cause I don't go to bed till like five in the morning. It was like nine or 10 o'clock last night and I had the light on and I just finished the last load. I put it in the dryer and I wasn't turning the light off for the night because I'm not going to be back down there. As soon as I hit that light, it is fucking pitch black. You can't see your hand in front of your face. It's fucking dark, like 11:59, dark. And I like two stepped to the stairs, fucking scurried up the stairs real quick, and then like I had anxiety all night while watching this shit, and fucking thought like I don't know the creepiest thing that I imagine is just like something like it's kind of like uh whatever the, the ring or whatever is like that bitch crawling on all fours just or whatever the fuck she does that weird fucking noise yeah that shit something crawling on all fours like trying to get my feet because i have anxiety about my feet i don't want nobody fucking touching my feet so it's that shit all right and anxiety is real i may be a big fucking strong handsome man but i am fucking terrified of some shit um, I'm not scared of spiders, but I tell you what, if I see a motherfucker, it's getting squished. Just FYI. So I'll say if somebody's like, oh, what are you scared of? Well, I'm not scared of spiders, but a bitch gonna get smashed comes near my fucking face. I'll tell you that right now. So <laughs> I had fun last night, I guess. And then I had to watch fucking like Family Guy or whatever. I think I watched Bob's Burgers for like an hour and a half and like something else that was funny. Just to fucking steady my shit so I didn't have fucking bad dreams last night. So, whatever. But <laughs> that was my Saturday night. And now we're into Sunday. Valentine's Day. Fucking here in Indiana is ridiculous. It's fucking cold. It's fucking hot. And then now we're getting ready to get hit with a fucking snowstorm. Man, we ain't had a bad winter like this. I knew it was going to be fucking bad. Farmer's Almanac said, you got to believe that shit. That shit is legit. And I don't care what anybody else fucking says. It, Farmer's Almanac, you got to trust it okay they write old people old farmers are right um but we ain't had a bad winter since like 2015 i think that was when it got down to like oh i think it was like negative 30 with like wind chill and shit and fucking everything was just ice it snowed and then everything it just negative 30 everything just froze everything got hard as a rock I remember like I fell outside of work one time and had to, like go tell my boss that I fell so they didn't get sued and all this shit and some lady fell on her head and people just got hurt. And that was, it was fucking rough. 2015, I think it was 2015. Yeah, it was 2015, winter 2015. Um, so we've been over fucking due because it's usually in the winter here in Indiana. Indiana weather is different. It can fucking rain, you know, one day and then fucking snow the next, uh, people say. But, you know, a lot of people here in the Midwest where we're at, Indiana shit, also fuck their cousins. So whatever, not a big deal. Um, but yeah, it's, we're getting ready to get with a fucking snowstorm and people are freaking the fuck out. I went to the grocery store, uh, on Friday when I, which was my day off 
I went to the grocery store on Friday. That place was a fucking madhouse. I got there, I don't even know, like at 5 o'clock. And it was a fucking nightmare. I walk in there. People are grabbing the shit, grabbing shopping carts, hurrying up, running through the fucking store. All this shit. I'm wearing a mask. These people aren't wearing masks. They're fucking running around, basically piggybacking on me, trying to get these frozen fucking pizzas. And I'm like, back the fuck up. I'm trying to get chicken here. And it was a fucking nightmare. I'm just here to get regular fucking groceries. And everybody's just like the end of the fucking world. So, and it's just a damn snowstorm. It's supposed to be two days. Tell me you can't survive two days on PB and fucking J. The fuck is your problem? Jesus. Everybody buying up the bottled water and fucking milk and bread and cheese and all this shit. Fucking morons. I tell you what. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. But yeah, we're supposed to get this fucking epic snowstorm. It's supposed to be like one to two inches tonight and tomorrow morning. And then it's supposed to pause and it's supposed to be nothing just blistering fucking cold. And then at like 2.30 slash 3-ish Monday, it's supposed to, we're supposed to get like another five to six inches or something like that. But you drive like, I don't even, people here are, excuse my language, but pussies, okay? If you drive a fucking two hours north and you get closer to Michigan, they're just like, a foot? No fucking big deal. We'll fucking walk in that shit. Fucking Canada? They don't care. But you get, the further south you get, sorry about that, the further south you get, everybody's like, ooh, snow, you know, we can't wear fucking flip-flops anymore. No, buy a decent pair of fucking shoes. Buy some fucking Vans or something. Some, just a shoe that covers your damn toes. Wearing flip-flops all year round. But this ain't fucking Florida. Who the fuck are you? Of course, I work with a guy who wears flip-flops all year round. That's all he fucking wears. But whatever. To each their own, I guess. I don't know why I'm picking on him, but... Sipping my coffee. Oh, man. I just had to take a COVID test. Oh, because I got a new job. Yeah. Got a new job, everybody. Had to take a COVID test before I start. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm actually going to be going where Cody works. Uh, so we're going to see more of each other. Like, we don't already fucking see enough of each other. We see each other one day a week. And that's enough. It is enough. But then we talked on the phone yesterday. I think we called each other like three or four times. And that one time we talked for over an hour and I was like, all right, but you know how if you talk to somebody for over an hour and about, I don't know, 20 minutes in, you're just like, yep. And you sit there for about five minutes and you're like, well, I think I'm going to go. And then somebody brings up another fucking topic. That's how we talk. Like fucking, you know, old people who just don't have anything to say. They, they're just happy that somebody called them. <laughs> that's how I get, that's how I get sometimes. And I worry about myself because it's just me and a fucking dog at home. It's just me and Bo. That's it. I don't, you know, I don't live with anybody. I, nothing like that. So kind of gets a little bit lonely, but then, you know, I watch scary shit and freak myself out and get the heart pumping. So you don't even have to exercise. You just watch scary shit and fucking have an anxiety attack and you're, you're fucking alive and a-okay. So <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, and of course, because I work nights, I uh, sleep in until about, oh, one or two, one or two uh, in the afternoon. So because I don't go to bed till like five, maybe even seven if I can't sleep seven in the morning. So, but my dad, I live, I live, I live next door to my dad. Uh, I have a house and then his house is right next door. Well, apparently last night, or was it last night? Saturday, Saturday Friday night, Saturday morning, 
No, it was Saturday morning. Saturday morning, somebody had wrecked their car. There's an S-curve right by my house. Somebody had wrecked their car in a field by my house, and he was high on meth, and he had walked up. Of course, I was asleep. All I heard was a dog barking. That's it. And he'll bark at a fucking mouse fart. So, who fucking know? I didn't know what he was barking at. I woke up. He was barking. I told him to shut up. He shut up. Didn't hear another fucking word. So... I don't know. I I wake up. I'm chilling. I'm watching TV. Uh, I've been up for like two hours or something. And my dad calls me and he's like, did you hear the news? And I was like, no. He's like, well, I'll tell you. So I guess that guy had wrecked his car, was high on meth, came. And it's, it's probably a hundred yards from my house is where this dude wrecked his car. And he, I guess he walks up. He was knocking on my door or trying to break into the house or something because, and the dog was barking. So he went to the front door. He went to the back door. Um, but if he came to my house, he'd, he'd have caught a fucking bullet. Sorry. But he, uh, I guess he tried to, he tried to get in the house and then he walked over and my dad has cows and we have a, you know, a pasture and all that. And there's a barn, an old barn that was built in like the thirties. And I guess he went in there and cowered and was like hiding from the cops and all this shit. But the crazy thing is the cops, how did he even know the cops were fucking called? I, I don't know how he knew this or whatever. I don't know if somebody drove by and saw that shit. But anyway, he fucking ran and he went in this barn and piled up like a bunch of the cattle feed and all this shit and like cowered behind it. And it's, Yes, yesterday it was like fucking 20 degrees out. He ended up taking his damn jacket off and like leaving his wallet and all his personal shit in his fucking jacket. And ended up taking off and going up like going in my dad's tractor and like put his feet up like on the glass and all this shit. I guess my dad was saying he just completely like demolished the inside of that fucking tractor and just mud and all kinds of shit just fucking everywhere all over it so i don't know what he's gonna do about that but i'm glad he did and i'm glad my fucking car and my truck was locked because he to fucking probably try to steal it honestly the truck fucking you can have it but the car no that's brand new so and then he, he demolished he didn't demolish it but he fucked up the inside of my dad's tractor and then i guess he went up the hill from my house and broke into another person's house I uh, just walked in technically, didn't break into it. The door wasn't locked because there's ever somebody fucking there. And that, I guess the guy there ran him off and got him out of his house. And then he tried to go out and break into his truck and got into his truck because his truck was unlocked. People unlock, people leave their shit unlocked out by my house. So, because it's kind of off in the country, I don't do that shit because I fucking know better. Um, got in his truck, tried to steal his truck. That guy dragged him out. And had a fucking gun and was going to shoot that guy. And then I guess that guy took off. That guy went back in his house. And then the, the meth head went and fucking ran into his shed and was cowering in his shed. And by that time, the fucking sheriff showed up and fucking got him and arrested him. And he was like high on meth. And then they came down and got his jacket and all this shit. And I was like, my dad was telling me this story. And I was like, well, I mean, I just, I woke up and heard the dog barking. So... I, I just figured he was barking at the mailman or whatever, but I was like, I didn't get, I didn't order a package. So I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So I was like, he's probably trying to break in the fucking house. So, but hey, that's whatever. But I was like, he was, I guess he was from up here where Cody lives, which is about a half hour away from my house, 
35, 40 minutes, some, somewhere around in there. And he, they said, my dad said he was high on meth. And I was like, hell, he probably came down here to get it because around where I'm at is like meth city. Cause it's the fuck, that's where everybody, you don't fucking make meth in the city. You make meth in the country because that's, it, it's easier. That's quiet. If shit blows up, people are just like, oh, it's just a gunshot or whatever. So, but if something blows up in the city, somebody's going to smell something in the city because you can smell meth cooking. But if it's in the country, it's not a big deal. But people fucking make moonshine out by my house and all that shit. So people have shot at people out by my house. It's fucking, it's ridiculous. And I, I don't live in some fucking crazy ass place. It's just, I don't know. It's just a, the, out in the, like 15 minutes outside of the, outside of town, you know, in some other little small community. So something but fields and, cow pastures and all that shit, the woods, that's it. But hey, that's where the hillbillies do their, do their bidding, I guess. So whatever. So that happened to me. But I hope everybody is had a, an amazing week last week. I hope you have an amazing week this coming week. Um, again, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, it's, you know, it's another fucking year. It's 2021. So far, it hasn't been that bad. I mean, we got a new president. Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. A fucking again. Like, it's no big fucking deal. Um, that's number seven for him. So, whatever. I do have a story about him. We can jump into that if you guys want to. Uh, Tom Brady actually... I don't know if he's in trouble for this or what. But they... Whenever he won... Of course, he plays for the Buccaneers. Um, whenever they won, they had a boat brigade in Florida... Is the Buccaneers in Florida? Whatever. Anyway, they had a boat brigade somewhere, wherever the Buccaneers are from, because that's where he plays for. Um, they had a bro- boat brigade, which is just a bunch of boats to get together and have basically a fucking, a giant fucking drunken party. Um, well, of course, he won the Super Bowl. And whenever they win, I think he won, he won MVP again, but um, he actually, I think they get to keep the Lombardi trophy for a while. Um, but anyway, he had the Lombardi trophy with him uh, at this boat brigade celebration, big thing. Uh, and he actually got caught. People videoed, videoed him with their phones. I guess videoed him. Uh, caught him on video throwing it across the water to this other boat. And this is, I don't know if this is the replica one or if it's the real one. Because I know they make a real one. And then they like keep another one somewhere else, a replica one somewhere else. So I don't know if this is real or if this is a replica one or whatever the fuck. I don't know if they actually give him the real one. But anyway, the daughter of the Lombardi Trophy designer. So the Lombardi Trophy, who does, whoever designed the Lombardi Trophy, this is his daughter. I guess his daughter is just a fucking appalled by Tom Brady throwing the Lombardi Trophy from boat to boat. <laughs> Whenever they had this, this boat. Yeah, it is. It's Fort Myers, Florida. This boat brigade in Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, the woman said she saw, uh, Tom Brady toss this, this trophy, the, the, a big fucking deal in the NFL. Of course, if you don't watch the NFL, not a big deal because I fucking don't, but I know what the Lombardi trophy is. Uh, it's a big fucking deal. The Lombardi trophy, it's, it's a symbol for basically your fucking badass. Um, so he had this and the video shows him throwing it to an, I don't even know if it was another teammate or just a one fucking guy, 
But he was sitting on the boat and Tom Brady, like one, two, three, chucked this fucking thing across the water to the front of this other boat. And the guy caught it and they all fucking celebrated and cheered and all this shit. Um, but I guess the, uh, the daughter of the, the man who actually created this trophy, uh, is kind of pissed. Um, she said, she said it's disrespectful. The trophy, uh, it's disrespectful for the trophy and the people who put in the work. Uh, this lady said, I have a big history of this trophy being made by my father and it's such an honor. And I know all the craftsmen that made it. Um, when my dad was also, he works for Tiffany's Tiff. So it's Tiffany's and co who actually makes the trophy. It's, he's a, this, the man who made it, his name is Gros. Um, and this is his daughter who is saying this, but his, his name is Gros and he's a silversmith. Um, and he actually, because the trophy is a hundred percent silver, I believe. Um, but she says she wants a, a, an apology from Brady, um, not only to her, but to her family and other silversmiths, um, and the fans of the football team and the football players. Um, so she, she says she's pissed at Brady. She wants a fucking apology for him tossing the trophy to another, to somebody else across the water. But the thing I, the, the thing I get is like, why? Okay. She's pissed, right? She didn't fucking make it. She didn't make it at all. Her dad did, or her dad made the first one. The first one, not this one, the first one. Okay. He, he or he had a hand in making it. Um, and the, this is what makes me mad about shit. I don't know if she's just trying to start some shit. Okay, this is Tom fucking Brady, all right? He's like, I don't know, King Dick, basically, okay? He's a celebrity football player. Uh, you know, he's the biggest thing in the fucking decade, okay? He's super big. And not only football, but just fucking everything, okay? It's Tom Brady. Um, you don't fuck with Tom Brady. I mean... I hate Tom Brady just as much as the next guy, but it's Tom Brady. So what are you, what are you going to do? And they fucking paid for it. I'm pretty sure they paid for this shit. So if a fucking, I don't know, if a fucking dildo factory maker is just like, okay, well, I don't think you should be shoving this shit in your butt slash vagina, but that's what they're made for. I mean, the Lombardi Trophy's not made to be thrown, but they fucking paid for it. They paid for it. And I, I don't know, I think, I mean, it may be donated or whatever, but who the fuck's going to just donate a trophy? I'm pretty sure the NFL paid for this shit, okay? And it's his. I don't know if it's his, his, but I mean, he probably shouldn't be throwing it anyway. But they fucking paid for it. So I don't know what's her deal. I don't know what she's upset about. I don't, I don't think he should fucking apologize. Maybe, well, maybe he should apologize to the NFL, but he shouldn't apologize to her or her family. And I don't know if her dad is alive or dead or whatever, but he'd probably tell his daughter to mind his own fucking, to mind her own fucking business. Cause this is fucking Tom Brady and he would probably be a super fan. So I'm just saying they, they probably fucking pay for it. Her family probably got fucking money for it. Okay. So let you get your panties out of a wad. And if it was fucking, it just not just, you know, it's, this is ridiculous. And it, I, I kind of boil it. It's, it's kind of, I, feel like it's kind of the same thing like people just want to start some shit okay it doesn't matter if they're fucking involved or not they just want to start some shit and you know get on tv or on the news or whatever and i don't know if it was me and it was like oh my dad made the first vince lombardi trophy 
Made, he made he made the first made the first Lombardi Trophy. He was the silversmith who fucking made it. And then I see Tom Brady throwing the one fucking however many fucking years later. He's tossing it across the boat. You think I give a shit? Fuck no. I got the I got paid to make that shit. My family got a lot got a lot of money for that shit. Why the fuck do I care? If I sold something to somebody and they fuck if I sold a car to somebody and they fucking crashed it into a tree on purpose, I don't give a shit. You fucking paid me for that shit. I don't care. Do whatever the fuck you want. Blow it up. If if you're gonna like take it out in the field and shoot it, invite me, I'll fucking shoot the motherfucker with you. You gave me money for it, so who cares? You drink beer, fucking whatever. Snort coke out of the fucking Lombardi trophy? Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. It's it's yours. Well, it's technically not his, but you fucking earned it. It's number seven. Tom Brady's a fucking legend. He won seven Super Bowls, all right? That's a fist and two, all right? He can knock you out with one hand with all his rings and then stick his finger up your ass and then wipe it under your nose, okay? And then you have, like, the smell of shit under your nose for, like, two weeks. So, whatever. What are you fucking going to do? It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. So, that's what I that's what I personally think. She's just trying to start some shit. Just like, I think that we should apologize because my, my daddy, he created like the first Vince Lombardi trophy. And it's like a, a sin to just to be throwing the motherfucker across the boat. But it's Florida. And Florida people do what the fuck they want. So, and <laughs> that's where Brady's at now. So, whatever. But Tom Brady, Super Bowl. I mean, I didn't watch a shit. I don't care. So, whatever. Uh, we also got some other news stories that we got. Miley Cyrus, it is Valentine's Day related. Let's get into that real quick. So Miley Cyrus and a UFC fighter, Julian Marquez. So Miley Cyrus responds to a Valentine's, Valentine's Day request from the UFC fighter, Julian Marquez. Um, so Julian Marquez, he uh, fought in UFC 258. He was the main card. Um, he defeated... Uh, I think this guy's name is Mackie Patolo, Mackie Patolo, uh, sorry if I butchered it, um, but he won in a third round submission, uh, Marquez walked out, walked out of the cage to Cyrus, uh, to Cyrus's cover of the Blonde Song, Heart of Glass, Blondie Song, Heart of Glass, I don't know what the fuck that is, um, as his post-fight interview with Joe Rogan, he, uh, he noticed that, or as a lot of people know, if you listen to Joe Rogan, Miley Cyrus was actually on the podcast here recently. Um, and that is when Marquez was handed the mic during his interview and he asked Miley Cyrus to be his Valentine. Um, he said, I've been waiting 31 months. To, <laughs> I've been waiting 31 months to get this damn mic in my hand and to call out the people right now. He says, Mar Marquez says, this is, uh, my time to shine. So Miley Cyrus, will you be my Valentine? Uh, surprisingly, Cyrus caught wind of Marquez's request and responded very quickly uh, from what the article says. It says she said that she would be happy to be his Valentine, but there is just one uh, caveat. Uh, <laughs> Miley Cyrus said that he has to shave an MC, the initials MC, in his chest, in his chest hair. And she said that She'll be his. And she says, happy V-Day and congrats, my love. And that's the tweet from Miley Cyrus. So, and if you want to look up a picture of Julian Marquez, if you have the time, he's like a bigger Wolverine, okay? And Wolverine, hairy motherfucker, this guy is a hairy motherfucker. He has a lot of chest hair. Um, and she wants him 
to shave an MC in his fucking chest. And there you go. And I don't know about you, bud, but I'm a huge Miley Cyrus fan. And she fine, but I don't think she could handle me because, I mean, it's me. Um, but I would fucking do it. I would get a damn tattoo on my chest that says MC. Think I give a shit? Fuck. No. It's just my body. Don't matter. It's a soul that counts. Word up. <laughs> oh, God, I'm stupid. Um, so Marquez hasn't responded yet. Um, but hopefully, if he does, I'll come back with you guys soon um, on a later episode to let you guys know if he accepted. It may be out now. I don't know. Let me Google it. Let me Google if Mar- Marquez responded. More. Marquez. B day response. <laughs> Gets V day response. I'm yours, Pop Queen. My responds. Nope, he hasn't responded yet. So we will see. We will see. And I'll let you guys know at a later date whenever that happens. So. Like I said before, I'm a huge Miley Cyrus fan. Uh, I've been listening to her, uh, her music here recently. Um, not just, I mean, probably one of the best songs ever is just Wrecking Ball. And if you're just like, Wrecking Ball, it's not even a good song. Well, it fucking is because you can do anything to it. Legit. You can fucking sleep to it. It's great. You, can fuck, you can't, okay. You can't tell me that you can't be in a shitty fucking mood. And not play Wrecking Ball. And not fucking get into it. And I mean like you gotta get into it. Like you gotta fucking feel that shit with your fucking body and your soul. Okay. If you're if you're fucking driving right now. I don't care where you fucking are. If you're in the fucking emergency room with a gunshot wound. Okay. Fucking play Wrecking Ball. And fucking feel that shit. And you don't tell me you don't get fucking goosebumps. Okay. Legit. For real. Every time. I play it, I get fucking goosebumps, and I want to fucking just jump off a bridge and fly, okay? So, or swing from, you know, whatever. Um, a wrecking ball. I want to swing from a wrecking ball. I got the chandelier. I got it mixed up. Calm down. Easy, see ya. Don't come at me. Um, I think your name's Sia. Anyway, yeah. Miley Cyrus. She's, she's a good artist, okay? People are like, I'm Miley Cyrus. I like her. <laughs> and I know somebody that said, okay... Maybe I should report this guy. I'm not 100% sure, okay? But they said that Miley Cyrus was cuter as Hannah Montana than she is now. And she was like a kid when she was Hannah Montana. So, I mean, I got creeped out and left. So, I don't know if I should maybe like report somebody or something. But, yeah. It was, it was very fucking awkward. And I got really creeped out. So I just left the situation, but I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I love Miley Cyrus. She's great. I'm going to listen to, I don't know what album it is. It's the pink one. It's, it's got Prisoner and uh, all that shit on it. Anyway, Miley Cyrus, giant fucking fan. I love you, girl. I love you. All right. And let's do one more news story here. Um, so this one is a fucking riot. Okay. Now we've talked about animals before, right? Like we've talked about missing turtles, like missing pets. Okay. We've talked about missing turtles, two or three. I forget how many we had that missing, excuse me, not turtles, 
tortoise, land tortoises, hundreds of pounds missing. Okay, they move. I mean, they don't move. Okay, they're rocks. They are basically fucking rocks. You could leave for a week and come back and it's still there. Okay, how they fucking get out, who the fuck knows. Okay, they're enclosed. They don't climb. Who knows? Maybe they climb out of their shell like fucking, um, um, whatever. Climb out of their shell, fucking throw the motherfucker over the fence, and then they'll, like, hop over like a bandit. I don't know. Okay? But somehow these motherfuckers get away. How? Who knows? Okay? Well, we have another missing pet. Okay? And this one's just as funny. Um, this is a Alabama pet. So, you know it's already trash. Okay? So, a Civil War reenacting rooster is lost and then found at an Alabama Cracker Barrel. Excuse me. They were from Mississippi. <laughs> it's a Mississippi animal. They lost it in Alabama. So, this rooster is a Civil War reenactor. Yeah. it's The rooster is a Civil War reenactor. They don't dress it up and shit. It's just there. It's like a prop. Okay? It's just, it's a prop. A prop chicken. A prop rooster. Whatever the fuck. It just fucking walks around and pecks shit. But it's, it's, it's a prop. It's a prop for a Civil War reenactor. Okay. So this happened on February 12th. So a rooster that participates in Civil War reenactments was reunited with his owner after going missing in a parking lot of the Cracker Barrel restaurant in Alabama. It's, it's like white trash. It, this is like a white trash story. Legit. Like it, you lost your rooster in a Cracker Barrel parking lot in Alabama. You fucking get it. You can't make this shit up. You can't make this story up. It has to be fucking real. Okay? The only other part is if it had like a little tiny wooden gun and a, like a hat on it. Okay? <laughs> then it would be a complete... It would be a perfect fucking story. Okay? Uh, so this guy's name who, who's... He was fucking 18 years old. God, what a fucking nerd. <laughs> okay. So, uh... Thomas Ramsey, 18, um, you know, sorry, buddy, but I'm going to make fun of you a little bit. Um, he's the founder of the Muddy Rabbits Mess Military Reenactment Group. Instead, he started bringing his pet rooster, Peep, along with the Civil War reenactments after learning about soldiers who kept similar pets on the front lines. Well, I will tell you right now that the only reason that they had those roosters there as pets is so they had somebody to fucking cuddle up with at night while they're getting fucking bombed and they fucking chopped their heads off and ate them the next day, okay? You are just got a pet fucking rooster because you're lonely, bud. All right, if you're fucking 18 years old and you're a damn Civil War reenactor, you're definitely a fucking virgin. Excuse me, but you fucking are. You just are, okay? Um... So he kept his pet rooster and he takes it to reenactments with him because supposedly he read somewhere where this people had pet roosters. Okay. Um, so Ramsey was, was with his group, including Peep, and they were on their way back uh, to Mississippi after a reenactment event in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Uh, they stopped at a Cracker Barrel in Coleman, uh, which I don't know where that's at. I'm guessing it's... Uh, I'm guessing it's just Coleman, Alabama. Um, he said Peep was tied up in the bed of his pickup truck. So you just tied a rooster up in the back of your truck. It's not in a cage like a Mexican cockfight or fucking nothing like that. You just got it tied up like a leash. I In the back of a truck. It, you know, like you're driving down the road and there's a chicken in the back of the truck. Or you got it in the cab with you and you just tied it up in the in the foot. Why wouldn't you leave it in the cab of the truck? Is it going to suffocate and die? Crack a fucking window. 
What? What do you mean you tied it up in the back of your truck? Who the fuck are you? You tied it up in the back of your truck. You didn't say it was in a cage. You said you tied it up. Tied it up with what? A, a fucking string? Roosters eat string. Dumbass. Um, this story is just ridiculous. So he tied Pete up in the back of his truck. Uh, later, a friend went out. <laughs> later, a friend went out to check on the vehicle. <laughs> so he went to check on. So a friend went out there to check on the vehicle, not the rooster. He went to go check on the truck to make sure it was it was all right because he loves his truck. So he went to go check out on the truck, make sure nobody fucking you know fondled it or rubbed up against it or nothing like that because that's that's his woman. Okay, so he went to check on the truck, not the fucking bird, the live fucking fowl in the back. Okay, the fucking truck. He went <laughs> the rusty piece of shit in the parking lot housing the fucking rooster. Okay. He went to go check out the truck, not the rooster, not alive. Somebody call ASPCA on this motherfucker, okay? He got a chicken in the back of his truck, tied up, okay? Let the bitch go free, okay? You leave it in the grass, it'll be there for six fucking days eating worms and shit, okay? This, this, I told you this fucking story is ridiculous, all right? Um, so he went out to go check on the truck. He went to go check on the truck. Uh... And whenever so it was after about an hour after they were uh, eating, uh, and he discovered that Peep was gone, um, he went back into Cracker Barrel, and <laughs> or he said he went back to Cracker Barrel, and it was very hard for me to say this with a straight face, even though I was panicking. He asked the Cracker Barrel employees if they had cameras in the parking lot because someone stole my chicken. Somebody stole your chicken. Nobody stole it. Okay. Who wants to steal a chicken? I mean, this was a very abnormal chicken. Excuse it was a rooster. It was very abnormal because, because it fought in the Civil War. <laughs> it, it, excuse me. It faked fighting in the Civil War. I have no left. No patience left for humanity. I swear to fucking God. Oh my God. I have... This is fucking ridiculous. He asked if they had fucking cameras because he thought somebody stole it. Um, Ramsey recalled to the, the Coleman Times. It got it got put in the fucking paper. The, the Coleman paper. Um, a fellow diner overheard the question that uh, Ramsey... Uh, had lost his rooster peep, and the man said that he had spotted it wandering loose in the parking lot. Ramsey and his friends, uh, and the, they fucking called animal control. I swear to fucking God. They called animal control for a goddamn rooster. This is ridiculous. Look up on the roof. It was probably getting ready to fucking coo. Um, they searched the area, but they couldn't find it, so they had, but they had to head back to Mississippi. I mean, they got fucking lives, Okay. Because yeah, this is a fucking chicken. <laughs> Let it die. Get another one. Get another one. It's three fifty at Royal King. Get another one. <laughs> oh god. You think that fucking rooster gives a shit about you? Fuck no. Oh my god. So this guy ended up. Uh, he's just absolutely upset about this rooster. He ended up pay, uh, posting. Uh, went to social media and posted uh, a few Facebook. Posted on a few. Um, Facebook groups about the missing pet 
when he was nearly back to Mississippi, he learned that Peep had returned to the Cracker Barrel parking lot and was safely captured. Uh, John Watson, a local farmer who had followed the search on Facebook, volunteered to drive Peep to Birmingham, uh, where the chicken and the owner were reunited. And Mr. John Watson said, I believe in paying it forward. Uh, God has blessed my family with so much throughout the, throughout the years. I believe we should be kind to our fellow man. Yes, it was just a chicken, but it was his and he cl- clearly cared for it. John Watson, you are a fucking hero of the week, sir. Um, yes, we should be nice to our fellow man. Uh, we definitely should, but, you know, it, I don't know what I'm saying. This guy's he's a good guy, okay? Mr. John Watson, A+, plus, sir. You're a good guy. Happy Valentine's Day to you and your wife, um, whatever, fiance, whatever your situation is. Uh, and happy Valentine's Day to you, too. Uh, whatever that guy's name was. Ramsey. What's his name? Thomas Ramsey. Happy Valentine's Day to you, Thomas Ramsey. I hope you are just fucking sticking it to that fucking chicken, okay? Um, because he does not give a shit about you. If he did, he wouldn't have fucking left, okay? Just, I'm just fucking saying. He wouldn't have fucking left. <sighs> fucking ridiculous. I tell you what, I have no fucking hope for humanity anymore. I have fucking seen it all. Jesus Christ. Okay, everybody. I am happy to announce it is that time right now. Our newest segment is getting unleashed. I finally get my fucking way. Cody gets the beer of the week, and I get my new segment. Everybody, introducing Furray Furray. Woo! I'm so happy. On this week's Fuzzy Wuzzy Report, Animal Attacks and the Survivor's Stories. We have several here. Uh, we're just going to read these and then we'll get the fuck out of here. All right. Um, so this first story that we have, uh, I'm so excited. Um, so this, this first story we have is from Chase Delwell. On October 3rd, a 26-year-old Chase Delwell had a violent run-in with a 350 to 400 pound male grizzly uh, while he was hunting elk in the Montana wilderness. The bear had knocked him off his feet and taken a bite out of his fucking head and his leg and then tossed him in the air like a rag doll. He was facing certain death. Delwo said he suddenly remembered a magazine article that his grandma had given to him years earlier that said that large animals had horrible gag reflexes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he literally <laughs> risking his life and limb. He then shoved his right arm down the bear's throat. See, if I ever got attacked by an animal, this is what I would do too. People are like, are like, stick my finger up its butt. Or something like you do with the dogs if they won't let go of, like if they got a hold of somebody and they won't let go. Either fucking like bite them in the ear or you fucking stick your finger up its ass and they'll fucking let go. Because I would let go if I was an animal. Um, so he shoved his fucking arm down this bear's throat. Surprisingly, this self-defense tactic worked perfectly. The bear stopped its rampage and left the area. Um, after the attack, Delwo was hospitalized with his wounds to his head, face, and leg. Uh, the good news is doctors expected him to make a full recovery, recovery uh, and for his sheer audacity, he will probably never have to pay for his drinks at a bar again. 
Um, and just to let you guys know, this is uh, from IdahoJournal.com. These stories, these uh, uh, furay, furay, and it's F-U-R-R-A-Y, F-U-R-A-Y. Okay, it's furay, furay. Okay, get it right. Um, yeah, these are from IdahoJournal.com, and they are all from David Ashby is the uh, the writer of these stories. This next one is my personal fucking favorite, Gene Mo. And the first, I, the first sentence of this, of this paragraph is, don't fuck with Gene Mo. Okay. Uh, so while field dressing a buck near Kodiak, Alaska in 1999, Mo was viciously attacked by a 750 pound grizzly bear. Uh, though outweighed and outmatched, Mo fought back in the bloody hand to claw combat. Mo punched the grizzly bear in the face, knocking it unconscious. He then put two bullets in the bear's chest to finish it off for good. He punched a bear in the face, knocked it out, grabbed a gun, and pop, pop, shot it in the fucking chest. This dude is fucking Chuck Norris, Rambo, fucking Dolph Lundgren, fucking all those guys combined in fucking one, okay? He knocked a bear out by punching it and then shot it in the fucking chest. He's fucking... He's uh, Alaskan John Wick. Okay. That's who he is. But the most amazing part of this fucking story. Guess how old this motherfucker was. Mo was 68 years old at the time of this attack. A senior fucking citizen knocked out a bear and shot it in the fucking chest. He's almost 70 years old. I mean, I don't know if this story is 100% true. I mean, it could be like a tall tale or something like that, but I personally believe it because this is, I mean, it's just an awesome story. He's a fuck, he's an old man and he knocked out a bear and fucking shot it in the chest. He's a fucking badass. Next one here is Frank Harms. In 2010, an Alabama resident, Frank Harms was walking his dog along some pathways in Morgan City, Alabama. When he came across an adult mountain lion, survivor or survival textbooks say to make yourself appear larger. And this is actually what you do. Uh, there's several videos. We, I believe we watched one here on one of our news stories with uh, a guy in Canada. Uh, I think it was with uh, Heath, Heath Wiseman, I believe, was our guest. But you do, you make yourself bigger and you never turn your back because that's when they fucking get you. Um, so you want to make yourself larger. Uh, then you are, so you can try to scare away uh, the anger cougar is what uh, Frank did. Uh, although Harms attempted to scare the big bad cat away, the animal attacked him as he as he lay helplessly on the... He's walking his dog, by the way. As he lay helplessly on his back, as the mountain lion pounced on him, Harms brandished his small pocket knife and stabbed the animal relentlessly. Eventually, this... Um, the small wounds made their impact and the cougar ran away. Thankfully, Harms was prepared for anything with his trusty little pocket knife by his side. Um, on the other hand, his of a dog. Sorry, excuse me. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> his piece of a shit dog um, did absolutely nothing. His dog just sat by and watched Harms nearly get fucking slaughtered by the big cat. His piece of shit dog. That, that dog's a fucking C word. I'm going to have to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I said the actual word, if you're wondering. You're not going to hear it, but I said the actual C word. Um, so I apologize for that. 
<laughs> we have two more here. So Todd Indris. In 2007, uh, Indris was suffering, uh, or excuse me, surfing off the coast of Monterey, California, when a great white shark attacked him. The attack left a 24-year-old's uh, leg and back mutilated, with some of his skin peeled right off his bones. Uh, just as the shark was about to come in for the final kill, a pot of fucking dolphins came out of nowhere and formed a protective ring around the injured surfer. Uh, the ring allowed Indris to safely swim to shore. Uh, whether it's a shark attack or a drowning, there have been numerous stories dating back to ancient Greece of dolphins uh, swooping in and coming out of nowhere just to save the day uh, for humans that are being attacked by sharks or any other kind of animal. Uh, for example, in 2004, when a group of swimmers were being threatened by a great white shark off the coast of New Zealand, a pod of dolphins emerged and swam around the humans for 40 minutes. Eventually, the hungry shark got annoyed and moved on to other food sources. Um, scientists aren't sure why dolphins are so protective of humans, but these stories make you rethink which animals are really man's best friend. And dolphins are one of the smartest animals uh, in the entire world. Uh, they're fucking, Dolphins are amazing. And who knows? Uh, like I said, scientists don't know why uh, they feel the need to protect people. But I feel like they know, man. I feel like they know. And if they can help somebody, they will. That's just how they are. They're, they're, the dolphins are fucking amazing. And sharks are fucking terrified of dolphins. Dolphins will fuck a shark up. Especially if it was just like one big bad shark and he's like, ooh, I'm about to eat this motherfucker swimming in the ocean. And you got like six dolphins. They fucking just basically just gang beating shit out of this guy, okay? That's what that's how dolphins roll. Um, this next one, a lot of people have probably heard about it. It was in this article, so I decided to go ahead and do it. Um, it is Hugh Glass. And a lot of people, if you know who uh, Hugh Glass is, he was actually portrayed by Leonardo DiCaprio. In the movie The Revenant, which I believe DiCaprio won an award for, um, so Hugh Glass, and this is the uh, this is the, the actual tale from American history. Um, in the 19th century, a fur trapper named Hugh Glass was basically Rambo, John McClane, and Clint Eastwood all rolled into one unkillable package. In 1823, Glass got on the wrong side of a grizzly bear and her two cubs in the present-day South Dakota area and paid the price for it. His leg was broken and in, uh, in the ensuing attack, and his body was covered in open wounds, including cuts on his back so severe his ribs were reportedly exposed. He was mauled so bad that when his trapping partners, Jim Bridger, and John Fitzgerald first laid eyes on the mangled body. Their first response was to start digging a grave. Um, when the burial ceremony was interrupted by an Indian attack, Bridger and Fitzgerald took, excuse me, took glasses, weapons, and equipment and abandoned their unconscious trapping partner. Uh, once Glass had regained his consciousness, he set, uh, set his leg in a splint and began the 200-mile crawl to the nearest American settlement. The hellish journey took six weeks to complete, but once he reached Fort Kiowa, he had quite a tale to tell. His methods, his methods of survival were both fascinating and disgusting. He feasted on wild berries and whatever else he could find, which he feasted on wild berries. I mean, he did a lot of fucking shit. Uh, even uh, scaring some wolves away from a dead bison so he could eat its meat. Uh, the wound on his back was particularly bothersome, but Glass found uh, found ways to manage. To prevent gangrene from forming, he laid in a rotting wooden log 
so that maggots would eat away the dead flesh. Uh, also, a friendly Native American tribe sewed a bear hide over his wound to protect from infection. They sewed a bear hide into his skin um, so it could protect him. Uh, though brutally battered, bloodied, and beaten, Glass eventually made a full recovery. Once he was healthy, he decided to hunt down Bridger and Fitzgerald to get murderous revenge or his weapons back, depending on whichever source you read. Uh, Glass's amazing story of survival against the odds was eventually turned into a movie, and it was called The Revenant. Uh, Hugh Glass was played by none other than Leo DiCaprio, my baby, Leo. Leo, baby! Uh, if you haven't watched The Revenant, I suggest you fucking do it. It is an excellent movie. Tom Hardy's in it. Uh, it's, it's, it's fucking great. Also in that movie, he fucking, uh, it's getting ready to get like below freezing and he'll die if he stays out and he fucking like cuts open a horse and like gets in it like they did on fucking Star Wars when they did with the, the fucking, the weird camel looking thing. Um, so yeah, he did that. Um, so spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, my bad. Um, so Yeah. And that is our very first fucking segment of Furay Fure. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. I personally have, I, I love doing this type of shit. I love animals. I love animal stories. Um, this one in particular was just, uh, you know, animal attacks and their survivor stories. There'll be different ones. There'll be, uh, different stories, different scenarios, all that shit, but it'll be everything animals. Um, just everything animals. Um, and I, I can't wait to give you guys more. I'm, I'm just so excited. Um, that is the episode, everybody. Uh, first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to our guests that have been on this show. I want to give a, sh a shout out to Cody. He couldn't be there, be here today, but I'm here, uh, giving you this guy's episode. Uh, so I want to give a shout out to all our guests, uh, you know, that have been on the show and helped, you know, supported this, supported this show. And we appreciate everything that they have done for us. They took the time out of our, out of their day to come and do this show with us. Uh, you know, go, go follow all their shit. Uh, you know, uh, we recently had Cody Eichert. Go follow him. Go listen to his new album, uh, or his new EP. Go listen, go, go follow all his shit. You know, if you get a chance to fucking listen to him live, go listen to him. Go follow Jake. Go follow Grant. The, those are two of the funniest people I've ever met. Um, you know, go follow Taryn, Cody's uh, tattoo artist. I just recently watched a, a, a IG story of him and his girlfriend, Corey. Uh, he did a, an IG, uh, it was an IG story. It was IGTV. Uh, he did a, a big thing on his uh, posts. Uh, and it was, it was fucking hilarious. It was about Valentine's Day because they've been together for almost two years now. Uh, it was extremely funny. And, uh, Taryn's just a good guy. And his tattoos are fucking excellent. Go follow all of his shit and go follow all our guests that have been on this fucking show. Um, if they, if they put, uploaded their social media or if we put it on here. Um, and I want to give a shout out to fucking all of you. Uh, honestly, this show has just been, Amazing. I love coming and doing this show. You know, it's by myself today, but I love coming and doing this show anyway. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, you know, some days to get in here and be like energetic and shit and fucking and try to give you guys good content. And we, we do our best. We, we try to do our best. Um, but we just want to give a shout out to you because of course we, we just couldn't do the show. We say it all the time, but we could not do the show if it wasn't for you. So shout out to everybody from fucking India to fucking California. We love you to fucking death. Thank you so much. Um, if you have any uh, ideas or anything you want us to talk about, 
any any suggestions that maybe we should change, we should do differently? We're an evolving podcast. We always want to change to give you guys the best fucking quality that we can. Um, we are working on new equipment. We're working on getting a Patreon set up. We're working on all kinds of stuff. Uh, it'll all roll out in due time. And of course we will fucking let you know on everything. That is why you should go follow us on all our social medias. Go follow our Facebook group. Uh, hit us up on our email, thecomecast.gmail.com and follow us on everything. Everything is down in the description. Uh, again, just thank you. Thank you so much. We, I appreciate it. We appreciate it. We fucking love the shit out of you. Um, go and fucking milk that pig, everybody. Uh, because I know some of you guys don't get milked tonight. Okay. Some of you get milked. All right. <laughs> oh, and don't forget, uh, March 14th, next month, uh, is steak and a blowjob day. So pay the fuck up, ladies. Okay. Valentine's Day for the women, March 14th, steak and a blowjob day. So, Pay your dues, okay? Hand it out. Be be generous. Be generous next month, okay? Um, so I love the fuck out of you guys. Just stay stay safe out there. You know, everything's evolving. Everything's changing. Things are starting to open back up. You know, the the virus is going down. Uh, just just stay safe, everybody. That's that's all I can ask. Stay healthy. Um, you know, keep sane. You know, and just fucking you do you. Live your life. Live your best life. All right? Oh, and to all the lonely and smart and beautiful babes out there, I'll be your Valentine, okay? Mwah. Love you to death. Thank you so much. Peace. Peace.